Hello and welcome to the Zero to Finals podcast. My name is Tom and in this episode I'm going to be talking to you about liver cancer. If you want to follow along with written notes on this topic, you can follow along at zerodefinals.com slash livercancer or in the gastroenterology section of the Zero to Finals medicine book. So let's get straight into it. Liver cancer can either be primary or secondary. And primary liver cancer is cancer that originates in the liver And there's two main types of primary liver cancer, hepatocellular carcinoma, which accounts for about 80% of liver cancers, and something called cholangiocarcinoma. And cholangiocarcinoma is a cancer of the bile ducts, which accounts for about 20% of liver cancers. Secondary liver cancer is cancer that originates outside the liver and metastasizes to the liver. And metastasis to the liver can occur with pretty much any cancer that spreads. And there's quite a poor prognosis when there's a cancer that's spread to the liver and you have liver metastases. The first step if you find a secondary liver cancer is to investigate for the primary with things like a full body CT scan, a thorough history and examination of the skin and the breasts. It's not uncommon to have liver metastases with an unknown primary. So you search for the primary source of the cancer and never find it. Let's talk about the risk factors. The main risk factor for hepatocellular carcinoma is liver cirrhosis. And liver cirrhosis could be due to viral hepatitis like hepatitis B or C, alcoholic liver disease, non-alcoholic fatty liver disease, or any other chronic liver disease that usually progresses to cirrhosis. And patients with chronic liver disease and cirrhosis are screened regularly to check for hepatocellular carcinoma because it's such a well-known complication. Cholangiocarcinoma is associated with primary sclerosing cholangitis. However, only about 10% of patients with cholangiocarcinoma had primary sclerosing cholangitis prior to that. Cholangiocarcinoma typically occurs in patients over the age of 50, unless it's related to primary sclerosing cholangitis. So how do patients with liver cancer present? Well, Often it remains asymptomatic for a long period of time and then presents late and this makes the prognosis quite poor. There's some non-specific symptoms that are associated with liver cancer like weight loss, abdominal pain, a loss of interest in food which we call anorexia, nausea and vomiting, jaundice and pruritus or itching. And cholangiocarcinoma often presents with painless jaundice in a similar way to pancreatic cancer. So if you have a patient who comes in with painless jaundice, you have to think about pancreatic cancer and cholangiocarcinoma. What investigations can you do? Well, there's a couple of tumour markers. Alpha-fetoprotein is a tumour marker for hepatocellular carcinoma and CA199 is a tumour marker for cholangiocarcinoma. So it's worth remembering these two tumour markers for your exams. Liver ultrasound can be used to identify tumours. CT and MRI scans are used for diagnosis and staging of the cancer. And then an ERCP procedure, where you put an endoscope into the duodenum and then into the bile ducts, can be used to take biopsies and brushings to diagnose cholangiocarcinoma. So let's talk about treatment of hepatocellular carcinoma. And hepatocellular carcinoma typically has a very poor prognosis unless it's diagnosed early. If you diagnose it really early, Resection can be curative, so if you take away the area of the liver that has the hepatocellular carcinoma, 
the patient can be cured. Also, if it's slightly later, a liver transplant when the hepatocellular carcinoma has not spread can also be curative. There's also several medication called kinase inhibitors that are licensed specifically as medical treatment for hepatocellular carcinoma and they work by inhibiting the proliferation of the cancer cells. And some examples of these are sorafenib, rigorafenib and lenvatinib. And these medications are typically used in late stages of advanced hepatocellular carcinoma and they can potentially extend the life by months. Hepatocellular carcinoma is generally considered quite resistant to chemo or radiotherapy but they can be used in certain circumstances such as palliative treatment or clinical trials. Next we'll talk about treatment of cholangiocarcinoma. Again, cholangiocarcinoma also has a very poor prognosis unless it's diagnosed early and Early disease can potentially be curable with surgical resection. So you take the tumour out and the patient is cured. You can use an ERCP procedure where you put an endoscope down into the genome and then into the bile ducts. And this can be used to stent the bile ducts where the cholangiocarcinoma is compressing the ducts. And this can relieve the obstruction to the outflow of bile and allow the bile to drain and improve symptoms. And cholangiocarcinoma is also generally considered resistant to chemo and radiotherapy. There's two other conditions that we should touch on. One of them is hemangiomas, and these are common benign tumours of the liver. And they're often found incidentally when the patient has a CT or an ultrasound scan for some other reason. And they typically cause no symptoms and have no potential to become cancerous. So no treatment or monitoring is usually required. The other condition to talk about is something called focal nodular hyperplasia and this is a benign liver tumour made up of fibrotic or scar tissue and this is often again found incidentally when doing scans for other reasons and it's usually asymptomatic and it has no malignant potential. Quite often focal nodular hyperplasia is related to oestrogen therefore it's more common in women and patients who are taking the oral contraceptive pill and again, no treatment or monitoring is required. So thanks for listening to this episode on liver cancer. If you found this podcast helpful, please share it with your colleagues and help them with their revision too. And it would be great if you could help me out by leaving a rating or a review on whatever podcast app you use or the iTunes store. And I hope you join me for the next episode, which will be on liver transplants.